Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, it is that time once again, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hit the books alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Knish. Fresh off some daytime viewing of hockey, maybe. Maybe he's watching the Daytona 500. Yeah. We also have producer extraordinaire, Zach Phillips. I am merely Brad Powers. Guys, the last six weeks have flown by since we last talked to you. Uh, hasn't been void of news when it comes to college football, to say the least. We had, obviously, a guy by the name of Nick Saban. You might have heard of him. He retires. Jim Harbaugh leaves uh, the, the, to go to the Chargers. And a bunch of other dominoes fall from, from, from those two coaching moves in themselves. So since we last talked to you, about 15, 20 jobs have opened up. We'll give you some thoughts as far as the head coaching moves. We'll give you some thoughts, you know, some early maybe win total thoughts. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that we're going to give out a bunch of best bets. I know that there's some fear out there that we're going to ruin a market. Uh, we, we'll try we'll try not to do that. But if you got a question uh, on a certain win total, we'll certainly get to that. And uh, obviously, we'll get to the chat. Chat looks pretty active here for a President's Day. First and foremost, though, Kanish, how you been, man? Long time no talk. Good, babe. Ready to, to get back into it. You know, a little time away. Uh, recharge the battery. Uh, getting back in. I've seen you tweet already about the, the spring game schedules that we got coming up here. So, um, And, yeah, it's been... Man, you know what? It is totally, and this is probably a good thing for for maybe the longstanding. It, it's it's an NFL cycle now, you know. Like like there yeah. is no. It used to be, you know, pause, nothing happens, no news. Now you got the, you know, the, with the transfer portal and the coaching changes and the spring ball and the windows and the the, the, the drama with the NIL and they're being sued. So like there really is no. Um, quote unquote off season anymore they've kind of uh maybe unintentionally it's like the nfl did this strategically i don't know if college football did this but they did it where now there is uh you know there's not really like any any break um at least in terms of the news cycle so uh yeah been been, been hot and heavy and uh excited to get back into it yeah i mean in mentioning that i mean there are i've been tweeting about it there's a few teams uh if you follow all 134 in college football there's a few teams already started spring practice in fact next sunday uh not this sunday but next sunday hawaii has their spring game already actually you know what it is it's this upcoming sunday uh their spring game so yeah never an off season when it comes to college football i guess we probably could have continued doing the show weekly i what what i didn't want to do was start making some proclamations and, and then stuff is constantly changing as far as the portal head coaching news. We have another transfer portal coming up. Obviously I'd like to watch some spring games uh, to get a feel for it. So uh, I don't want to be like, uh, you, you know, flip-flopping constantly on these teams, but that might be the case uh, in this off season, as far as our evaluations. Uh, let me ask you first and foremost, your thoughts on the Michigan situation, Harbaugh leaving uh Obviously, no surprise, Sharon Moore. You've been you were on that hell in October that it would likely be the case that he'd be the heir apparent. Uh, your thoughts on that transition? Your thoughts on how he's filled out his staff? 
And uh, what's your outlook for Michigan? I know you and I have been going back and forth on Twitter today. Yeah, you know what? That the the obviously the, the Sharon Moore wasn't surprising. Some of the downstream moves, though, uh, the Ben Herbert leaving, the Mike Elston leaving, a lot of uh, him poaching the Steve Kling scale, a lot of additional staff members. I I thought Jesse Minner would go, um, but I thought that'd be the extent of it. And he would. It was not the extent of it. Um, and and so Harbaugh. Poaching half the staff, uh, I think, was you know challenging for Sharon Moore to walk into. Now, I think he's done a good job backfilling with some of these guys that I like. Um, but that was kind of an extra layer of of challenge that maybe it, you weren't expecting. Um, also, word on the street is that at the second, the Kanishimola, uh, the second that Jim walked out the door, uh, Sharon Moore's first, uh, we'll call it order of business was to start getting some additional NIL rolling because as you've seen the roster poach compare what happened in Alabama during their 30 day window to Michigan. And I'll tell you what happened was um, I think they stepped up and, and matched some offers if, to, to be blunt and for, especially for some defensive linemen um, that uh, other teams were going after. Now they did just lose uh, one of their backup safeties that I really like, yeah. but Overall, is there anybody left on offense though? I mean, I got like one guy back. Well, you know who is coming back? Jackie Tuttle, baby, quarterback there. Uh, and I tell you what, I, I joke, joke around all you want. I think there was, and again, Alex Orgy's the guy everybody talks about with the ceiling, and he could be the guy. Let me tell you something. If he can't complete a pass, you can't play, you can't play football like yeah. that. In, in 2024 so i think puddle at least gives you a floor that you didn't have before that so i expect to see both guys um and i expect them to go into columbus and uh you know be, be a one possession game coming up there after. Oh, look at that so uh yeah you know what honestly it was a game they were, that- they're up at the uh kiosk now they the game of the years are uh some other Win totals are not uh, yeah, some other things we might want to bet are not, but the game of the years that they have on the app are all on the kiosk. So. Let me know when they hit the kiosk. Uh, the, those opportunities still. I've been very quiet on win totals. Uh, yeah, yep. I, I no, sent out I mean, a list like today but, uh, specifically. Um, yeah, but yeah, that is one. You know what? And so where are where's you where are you at number wise in terms of that game right now? As we sit on uh, <laughs> February nineteenth, with plenty to change. Uh, I made it eleven and a half. You want me to walk you through it? I mean, I downgraded Michigan seven, seven yeah. points. I think that's fair. I've graded maybe the disagreements with the Buckeyes, and I can understand it because, look, I am worried about Ohio State's ability to win a national championship and the fact that I'm not a big fan of the quarterback situation. I think they obviously are stacked everybody everywhere else. I'd like to watch the offensive line during the spring and see how they are, I but agree. I upgraded the Buckeyes four points. I mean, I – they are loaded at every position, man. Uh, and keep in mind, that's an upgrade over four points from what they were, you know, after the Missouri game, which was probably the low point of their power rating in, in the entire season. So, uh, yeah, I got 11 and a half. So I, I'm pretty good at predicting line moves. I think you you should have said, hey, man, where, where do you think this line is? I think you're going to get 10 in this off, this offseason, this summer. I think you'll be able to get a better number on that Michigan-Ohio State game. But we'll see. I mean, obviously – I, I, there is also a concern that Ohio State, Ohio State's mentality under Ryan Day, leaves a little bit to be desired when it comes to physicality. Uh, so uh, I know Michigan will have a chip on their shoulder in that game, to say the least. So 
I mean, I, I just think you could have, for your sake, I think you could have gotten a better number. I'm just looking yeah, out. Hey, no shame and get doubling down, baby, once we <laughs> get that 10 or 11. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be interesting to see. I agree. It's it's very polarizing in terms of how high do you bump up Ohio State um, versus how much do you drop. I mean, you have to drop Michigan. How much do they drop? Um, I, I would probably be a little bit more – bullish on them seven's not fair you think you would be less than that seven you know what it really is going to depend i'm probably a little bit higher on what they're returning on offense in terms of some of the linemen that have been in the program also a little bit more bullish i I mean just one tweet all it took was to be polarized by jack tuttle because i had uh you know a few people saying yes we and then a bunch of people saying no he sucks I, i mean this guy was a former top 100 recruit and he's played some football so i'm i'm not out on him um in terms of being a massive listen and i know jj mccarthy's gonna go in the first round i know he won a national championship he's gonna go earlier than i mean he's going look at what they asked him to do last year um it's not like he had to be uh you know uh the baker mayfield for for this team to, to win games last year the quarterback position in michigan has been very uh insulated in terms of what they've designed around it uh for for them to to how to function so so we'll see um obviously uh it, it could it could be one of a high variance year especially with the schedule for michigan yeah speaking of that schedule it does get much more difficult this season now they open up the season i can't i with what five straight home games again but in those five games texas and usc are in the mix so it's not all the east carolinas the unlvs the the bowling greens of the world so it'll be interesting uh, now i will say on your behalf i'd like to you know uh, I, i'm a full I'm open as far as opinions on any of these teams. I like watching spring games or at least getting a feel for it. Uh, So we'll see on Michigan. Let's get to two more situations quick, and then we'll hit to the chat. Uh, Your thoughts on what's went down, you know, relating to to Michigan, obviously you go a few hours South to Columbus. (laughs) Uh, What's your thoughts on the Buckeyes off season so far? Obviously they've hit the portal heavy Caleb down starting safety. Quinshawn Judkins at wide receiver. They bring in as far as uh, probably the, the best true freshman in the country, Jeremiah Smith at wide receiver. Coaching staff-wise, they bring in Chip Kelly to call plays after, what, a two-week stint with Bill O'Brien uh, there. Uh, your thoughts on the Buckeyes? You giving them thumbs up? I, I think everybody's going to say at least an upgrade over what they were last year, but how big is that upgrade? Because I've already kind of mentioned it. I still have some reservations about Will Howard, to say the least. Yeah, and you know what? I think, I mean, talent-wise, you you kind of saw that. I think the, the program itself and the donors realize, like, wh- probably, I mean, you lose three straight to Michigan and you, they yeah. win a national title. I think some people woke up and said, uh, you know, here, here's a check. What do you need to go get Caleb Downs and Christian Judkins and, may, and entice a lot of guys who probably would have otherwise jumped in the draft, um, you know, cutting them some big checks to come back. Uh, and return it. So I think the program itself is good. Do I love the the men? T- I don't know why they went. They seem to be transitioning away from like the CJ Stroud passing offense, which was a field goal away from winning a national title. I know they yeah. lost three straight to Michigan, but like to this more, you know, what Chip Kelly's done at UCLA, what they tried to do last year, which is more like physical, run the ball. I, again, I know Michigan just like had success with that. I think you're, it's a very, I am much, uh, I would say, invested in having a prolific passing offense in terms of winning games and winning national titles. 
that than I am uh, thinking that you know running the ball is back all of a sudden. So there's there nothing wrong with that. I'm just shocked with the talent, the quarterback talent, and the wide receiver talent they're able to get that they're going that way. And I think worst case scenario, this is this you set up Ryan Day for a make or break. I think Texas did this with Sark and said we're going to give him all these resources, and if he doesn't come through, we're going to get rid of him. We're going to bring somebody else in. And we still have a lot of the resources. And I think you've seen that with, with Ryan day where we're going to, you know, retain a lot of this talent. And if he doesn't, if, you know, like if he can't do it this year, we're getting rid of him. Oh, you think it's at serious as far as I, his job? I'm, I'm, I don't, if he better not lose the Michigan 10 champion, I'm not going to say national championship. He doesn't yeah. beat Michigan and win the big 10 this year. I think he's gone. I think he has to be Michigan. Big 10 is a little different this year with, uh, Oregon in the mix. Keep in mind, they do have to go to Autzen. Uh-huh. There is a team nobody's talking about. Now, I don't like James Franklin much. But, Matt, uh, yeah. But they get I, I, I knew home. you were going to say it. He hired, he find the coordinator hires, yeah. I like a lot. Kodal and Nikki he, they got to go to Happy Valley. Kodal Nikki from Kansas is really good. Major upgrade yep. at OC. Tom Allen's not a head coach, but he is a defensive he, coordinator. Yep. yep. So, uh, yeah, and and I, they got a lot of guys back. Nobody's talking about them. Uh, that's a team that's uh, old Lee Corso sneaking sneaking around the chicken coop a little bit. Uh, we'll talk more Penn State throughout the the course of this off season. But Buckeyes have to play both at Oregon at at Penn State. Yeah. That's why I haven't, you know, even though you you think oh he's he's way high on the Buckeyes, I haven't bet their win tour or anything. That, uh, but I I think they have plenty of losable games still on that schedule, especially if they don't have quarterback play like they had with the, you know C.J. Stroud. Uh, one final one, then we'll get to the chat. Your thoughts on what's gone down in Tuscaloosa this uh, last six weeks? Nick Saban, not stunned that he left, but you know a little bit of surprised that that ended up being the case. I thought Alabama did a nice job. Kalen DeBoer, whether he fits in the South or not, I'm not sure there was uh, you know a, a better coach the last couple of years I in the agree. country as far as maximizing what he was given. I mean, when you you go what twenty five and two or twenty five and three in two years when he inherited a losing program, I think he's brilliant as far as X's and O's. Uh, obviously, he's going to have more talent than he's ever worked with before. Uh, a little concerned what what's went down there. If you're following in the weeds the last week, I know. I mean, his OC is right hand man Ryan Grubb, who's with them at almost every stop, leaves to go to the Seahawks. The offensive line coach leaves, goes to the Seahawks. So. I'm I'm selling selling Alabama right now. I know tailgate tent wants to buy. I, I'm as of right now. I'm in sell mode when it comes to the Crimson Tide. What what do you think? I, I you know what? I, I don't know if the retirement totally shocked me, and I loved the DeBoer hire. So I think from just those yeah. perspectives. But what happened to the roster in that 30 day window and the recruiting site was borderline shocking to me. And then some stuff comes out that maybe you know. Kids have been taking a, the, the old Bama yep. discount to go play for Nick Saban, and their um, you know their internal NIL and mechanisms maybe isn't as uh, isn't as what you would think it would be at Alabama, and a lot of that was Nick Saban driving it. Um, so, and now I mean to me, like you're you're following, you're already following like the goat, and now you're setting him up, uh, you know, in year one to with with you know a number of guys like to me, if you couldn't match a check for Caleb Downs, like. I don't know what you're doing. That like like I, yeah. I mean you want you want to play big boy football or what in terms of uh you know having the best talent that type of thing. So that was that was kind of shocking to me. Um, in ter- some of the things that have happened since then, and as you said, they basically like 
pulled a little head fake with Ryan Grubb. He's here. Wait for the window to close up. Oh, nope, they're going to, either going to the NFL with the, uh, the offensive guys. So, yeah, don't love that. Um, still believe in DeBoer, but how yeah, much do you have? I mean, if if he if let's say they go seven and five this year, uh, you know, in a down year, not that I'm project, but how much leash does he have to 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 you know build it back and then to get you know the back into the you know ten eleven win realm? So, gonna be a little tougher than I thought. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're gonna go seven and five, but I will say this: I think three losses are on the table. If you catch my drift. They haven't done that in the regular season since 2010, uh, but that's very that's definitely on the table when you look at the schedule. Uh, we'll won't we'll, won't find out too much about them until you know that Camp Randall trip will be interesting up at Wisconsin. They also got Georgia early on in the schedule too at home there. So yeah, I, I thumbs up for the hire. I just he's not going to have uh, you know the, the, I've already seen with the comments from the fan base. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have any patience there like they should. I, yeah, I agree. I think, and listen, I, it was like, man, I, I don't know if you could have asked for a better hire than, than the, the way it lined up for him, but you, yeah, they got to, I agree. They got to get behind him and kind of be, you know what that, I mean, what, what Saban losing his first year? I forget what the official record was. Lost to like. Louisiana Monroe. He went yeah. seven or six, I think. Yeah. So to me, I'm not saying it's got to you know, hit that level, but you, you cannot expect just a, a continuation of, uh, what you had here. I think there's going to be a little bit of transition cost. I would consider making the, I know it's 12 teams now, but making the playoffs would be, a, I would yep. give a thumbs up totally for that. Agree. In year one. I know people are like, what, what are you talking about making the playoffs? We're, we're here to win it, but I will see. I don't think Alabama has been necessarily greatly coached the last two, three years. When, when, when you say three losses, go look at their last three years. They were very close to three losses as it was Bryce Young bailed them out of games fourth and 31 last year yeah. otherwise they'd have lost that game to auburn i think there was the other auburn game a few years ago all tank bigsby had to do was lie down on the ground he runs out of bounds that clock would have ran out so very uh very fortunate that they uh won as many games as they did the last few years i don't know if they'll catch the breaks this year all right we waited long enough chat's been patient i just wanted to hit those major topics before we get into it uh charles very loyal uh guy uh, all season and uh, first, out of the gates here. I uh, love having the guys doing the show this early, Brad. Which win totals did you crush at FanDuel already that you can share? Anyone beat you to any? Yeah, that's happened because uh, I was waiting. I didn't want to bet them. Uh, also, see bet online has some posted. So, yeah, let's attack the elephant in the room, so to speak. I did bet a lot of them. Uh, I've kept quiet because I don't want to ruin the market, uh, honestly. So it's not like I've given them out to clients or you know put them on Twitter or anything. Bet them in a, a very uh, 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 account that uh, wouldn't be considered sharp. I'll just put it that way, <laughs> an SGP type of account. So, yeah, I, I bet you're not going to believe it, but I bet about 25 of them. <laughs> so I would have bet maybe 50 if it was in July. I'm very shocked. Are you? I know it gets early every year, man. Let me just uh, attack that one before I share any. Uh, I'm stunned that they came up that early. Uh are you? Because that that was, I mean, I, I think it was the night of the national championship. They started posting some week one and yeah. some game of the year yeah. lines, and then to have win totals, not just for your your fun win totals. Okay, Nick Saban left. Let's put an Alabama win total up, or Deion Sanders has put a since he's so polarizing. Let's put Colorado's win total up. But to put all seventy power teams in February, early February, I, I'm stunned by that. that. That's so early, even for a guy like me. 
Yeah, no, I, I hear I someone actually, and I I would go back. I wish I'd give him the credit. Tweeted at it like uh, like guys get back to work. The pot, and I was like, what is he saying? And like went over to the app and looked and was like, what is going on? Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I, I was shy and I agree. It's like before as you're saying, like before the spring window opens, before spring ball. I mean, you could have like you know uh, a power five of your your power five quarterback transfer out and yeah. uh, you know be, be one and a half wins or something or something like that. So yeah, um, I, I agree. I would have uh, preferred it a little. And as you're saying, you know, it'd be one thing if. Um, you know, they got put out and you had 10 copiers, but uh, I would say they extremely thin and fragile at the moment. Um, so yeah, I would, it, well, uh, we might have, you know, like what well, we might have a uh, one that uh, we might go head to head on here, yeah, uh, yeah. but we'll uh, share a couple. I'm not going to, you know, go all lock and best bet, but I'll, I'll share a few. If you ask me about a team, I'll say if I bet over or under, but I'm, I'm not here to say best bet because I'll be honest with you. There, there is an opportunity that I'll be completely opposite that in two months. I personally like watching spring games and I want the next, the next portal is going to be more active than usual. In my opinion, uh, I it's typically a lot less volume than, than, than the, the window in December. It'll still be less volume, but I do think there's some important pieces. If I'm a coach and I got a glaring need coming out of spring, I go, I go buy that guy. I don't care if yeah. he's in the portal or not. Tampering, who cares? NCAA doesn't have any jurisdiction or rule. I go buy that player. He hasn't won a court case in 30 years. Like, tampering, yeah. what are we going to say? What? Tamper, like, how, the, tampering, like, every every move that happened. Notre Dame had, like, the last two quarterbacks lined up, like, three days after the season ended. So, like, and yeah. who, who cares? Who's there? Who's going to do anything about it? Yeah, so the, there's still a major concern there where power ratings could be moving considerably. I uh, so I'll share what I bet, but I, I'm already anticipating, you know, out of those 20 win totals or so that I bet, I'll probably play opposite, you know, five or six of them at some point dur during this offseason. So I, I don't like giving out a lot of that stuff when, when I'll be opposite in two, three months. Uh, with that being said, let's uh, bet on lines, low limits. I'll, I'll, I'll tag the limits. Bet on lines, what, 250? So you can't hardly get anything down there. I was able to get some stuff down on FanDuel. So uh, I'm sure most are limited there. But if you have a square account, you can get probably a dime on the app. Yep. If you got a square account. So that's not too bad for February. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I can't believe that those opened up as early as they did. Uh, I prefer, I'm ready to go in May. May 1st, uh, I'll be ready. Uh, what, what do you think of Matt Wells to Kansas State? They're not usually the place to get coaches trying to recline the ladder to be a coordinator. This is from Isaac in the chat. Yeah, I'll give a thumbs up for uh, the hire there. Uh, getting a guy with head coaching experience, they lose obviously Colin Klein to Texas a and I think that's that's a loss. I mean, uh, you're talking about a, a legacy player there at Kansas State, and he's done a good job as the OC the last few years. But yeah, I, I Kansas State's interesting team. I think they're certainly one of the favorites in the Big Twelve, which is a very wide open conference. I think they're right there with Utah. I think Arizona obviously is going to take a a little bit of a step back uh, in a transition year, but. That Kansas State and Utah for me are probably the two best teams, at least as of right now in the Big 12 heading into the season. Yeah, I would agree. You know, it's kind of a team that's overperformed um, their talent level and power rating going back for as long as I've been invested in college football at Kansas State. But I agree. I mean, that's a tough it's a tough line. You know, they cut some big checks over there. Didn't so I can see it. Um, but having a guy that obviously um, had their – their unique offense kind of, kind of even in a pretty good position and a team that's had a lot of success the last few years. And as you're saying with, with 
the the two big boys out of the Big Twelve now. Uh, I mean, wide, wide, wide open in terms yeah, of uh, being able to maybe be like the team in that conference um, going forward, or at least you know one of the the top you know two dogs. Um, so yeah, but uh, it just is what it is. It's one of those things where, and, and this we can go. Uh, this is more of a macro conversation too, but like there's this new coach. I mean, you talk about players getting poached. Now teams, it's coaching. It's like position yeah. coaches that where teams are going. Like if you're a a G five OC position guy, OC or DC, you might be taken. I mean, Michigan just took Louisiana's DC and made them a position. and made him a position coach, and that's one of you know a hundred examples. And then the the next part of that is like, I think this this whole college year round cycle is is burning a ton of old like of older guys out where they're they're shipping off to the NFL at rates that where if there's an NFL jar you can't pluck guys from the NFL anymore or they're going to be a a retread a, a guy like Wink Martindale or something where you know he he's he's kind of you know had a couple of jobs there and that's that's the guy you might have to get to continue the system but uh, college football has really got a and I I don't know we're not going to solve it here in five minutes but um it's becoming a job especially if you're a a mid-level staff where you're not making, you know, the the life-changing money at the top that is an insane ask. You're working 360. There is no off-season. You're you're texting, you're recruiting your own team and you're recruiting guys like there's no um and and I think just guys are jumping at whatever chance they can uh especially in the pro leagues to to kind of make that happen or make as much money as they can because you know you might be, you know, burnt out by 40. So, um I don't know. You got any thoughts on just the coaching, uh, the status of, of that overall? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously there's conflicting thoughts. I know Bud Elliott's like, oh, they're just taking the, all these jobs. They're taking our, our quote unquote better jobs. But yet, I mean, if that was the case, we'd see a lot of these happening every offseason. And this has been the first offseason. I mean, the, this kind of goes in with Charles' next comment. Uh, one of the, the late coaching departures matter, which of them, they all matter, to be honest with you. Uh, as far as, like a guy like Sean Elliott uh, goes from being the Georgia state head coach says, forget it. Not even going to be a coordinator. Right. Uh, just, you know, uh, uh, an assistant, you know, just a position type coach. Uh, That's I, wild. You mentioned like, it. That is, I, I, I Have you ever seen that before? That's never, I, I, don't, I, mean, I, don't recall, I, I'd say I can't recall one, like maybe in an NFL, but like for, uh, you know, an FBS head coach to then go to another team as a position coach and probably make more money. Chip Kelly, UCLA, head coach to coordinator uh, at a place like UCLA. We've never seen that before. Come on. Uh, yeah, certainly if they're making the jump to the NFL, that's one thing. I, I And I get not wanting to coach college ball. But we haven't seen uh, basically the, the, these, uh, you know, group of five programs not only being a feeder system as far as the players, but now being a feeder system for the coaches. Uh it's a problem. <laughs> so I, and I don't know what the fix is. To, I, to I be agree. With you. The fix is this uh, 40 or 50 programs are going to separate themselves and basically become a new division in college football. And they'll have their own playoff or whatever. Maybe it's, you know, the Big Ten and SEC, obviously the two powers, uh, kind of an AFC, NFC thing. Uh, that's what it's going to become. And, and you can either go with that model or you can, you know, stand back and, it would actually be fun, I'd be honest with you, to, to see who wants to make that decision to to go uh, be with that group. And then like some of the tweener programs, hey, do we, you know, stay with the model, the NCAA model and play for our own type of title here? I don't know. I'm guessing that's what's coming down the pike. 
uh, because I, the Georgia States of the world, the Bowling Greens of the world, yeah. those schools will never, ever, ever be able to compete uh, financially. Uh, and, and now if you're just – your coaches are going to get poached for position coaches. I, I don't know where that leaves you. The calendar for the coaches is, has to change because it's just not sustainable. Uh, how do you fix it? I think some – you've seen some – Fix it a little bit. Like if you want less, if you're a, a Ryan Day and you want a little bit less on your plate, you can go hire Chip Kelly to be your, you know, coordinator. Yep. He can run. Yep. Hey, I'll just be a, a CEO. Uh, I'll recruit, be the face of it. Chip Kelly can handle the offense. Obviously, you know, the DC can handle the defense and I'm just, you know, the CEO type of thing. I think that's, and if I'm getting paid $10 million a year, I, you know, I think that would be attractive. What's not attractive is, you know, a head coach at BYU or a head coach at Georgia state or Bowling no. Green. Where not only do you have to be a CEO, but you also got a re- the, the recruiting process, and, and then maybe you're a play caller for offense or defense. That is not sustainable with, with the current calendar. Man, I agree I with know. you. I don't know. Do you have any faith that it's going to get changed? Though nothing gets done, and they, I mean, all the, <laughs> all these were issues that were, didn't pop up in the last 365 days. There were so many of these issues, whether it's NIL, transfer portal, all this stuff was coming on the pikes for years, if not decades, and nobody did a damn thing. No, I'm with you. And they they really and I don't know how it's gonna happen in, in the letter of college student athlete title nine, all that, but That's they have gone. to find a way to to get player contracts in, in some some way, shape, or form of you can't do this like this circus every year of like having to re-recruit your entire roster and to, and, and listen, I'm not against guys making money, getting paid or any of that, but um I mean even the the you know, like we're calling this basically a, a semi-pro sport or a pro sport now. Even that, you, you you don't have guys, you know, like every year popping into free agency where you could lose, yeah. you know, you don't know what's ha- so. Um, yeah, and I agree. It's just a and that's what the NCAA has done for decades: is kick the can down the road, and now no. they're lo- and now they're the, the can's getting shoved down their throat, but every because they can't win a court case, and it's all falling apart for them. So. Um, I don't know. And as guys that, you know, have, have obviously been fans of the sport for a long time, I, I don't I don't know where it's going because it feels like they don't have a direction. And then it's kind of like who's running the show here? Who's who's in charge? Who's going to put put in some of this framework to to make the game better or any of that stuff? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm a little worried. Uh, it'll be a fun year this year with the 12 team playoff. But uh, I mean, five, 10 years down the road, I'm worried about the sport. Uh, Charles, to answer your question, though. Which the the late coaching departures matter? I mean, recently Sean Elliott, Georgia State leaving. I mean, they were already in spring practice. They were going to have a spring game in a couple of weeks, and they had to postpone it. Obviously, they're in a sell situation at that point. They promoted the strength coach to be the interim coach right now, <laughs> so they, they have some issues there. Uh, I kind of like maybe not for this year, but maybe long term. I do like Pete Lembo at Buffalo. Nobody's going to talk about that, but uh, I think he's a damn good coach. He's one of the best special teams coaches in the country. I think he got kind of a raw deal at Ball State. Go look at his record there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like him back in the MAC. And uh, but Linguist was another guy left as a head coach for Buffalo yep. to be a position coach in Alabama. Uh, so uh, yeah, I uh, I actually like that for Buffalo long term. Maybe not this year, but long term. Uh, Dave in the chat. I knew we'd get to this one. Colorado's win total at five and a half at FanDuel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> believe it or not. I know two where you my win total bets. I have two bets on Colorado already. Uh, and it's right in between this number over four and a half, under six and a half. I think five, five and a half is about right. 
I, if you want to bet it now, hold up your money. I would lean under five and a half. Where are you at here? You know what? I, I and I, I can't believe I'm uh, kind of taking this position either. I am at, I'm, I'm leaning towards a little bit of an over here. Now, I do think like, you know what? I know they tried to, it's hard to fix the offensive line through the portal. Uh, and I know that's what they tried. I don't know if a ton of the guys they brought in are great. Um, but I think this year it's a bit friendlier in terms of, um, and, and again, I just think they will be a bit more established. They kind of recognize what they need to do. I think the defense will be a touch better. Um, but um, I would lean up again. I would, would I bet five and a half with my own money? No, but some of these games, especially the North Dakota game, uh, that's North a big State swing game immediately. Yeah. Isn't, isn't your brother's North Dakota state anymore. If you would not to get too far in the weeds here. And I think the, the, just the overall, the big 12, we, we I mean, we talked about a lot, like there's just a lot more coin flip type games in the big 12 than you had, uh, you know, last year in the Pac-12, where it was probably the best rendition of the Pac-12 we had seen before the conference blew up in, you know, 10 years or maybe even longer that there was just some games you weren't going to win on that schedule. Um, so, yeah, I'd be I'd be right about there. Uh, and I think anything six wins or above should be it would be a success for uh, year two under Dion. And to be honest with you, I I wouldn't be surprised if if year two, because I think their athletic director just if he if he has a six or seven win season, I think you might be on the move after this year. Might be. I would lay money on that right now. This is it for Dion. Over. Two and out. I agree. Regardless of what happens. If it's bad, he'll be out. If it's good, he's out. If it's mediocre, they get to a bowl game like you mentioned. He's out. This is it. Uh, And if it's not, then he's got issues because he only signed, what, six or seven freshmen? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you cannot do – you can't build a program like that. Come on. Uh, Christ of Harper. Are there any good power rating tools like Kempom for college uh, basketball, for college football? Uh, yeah, Sagarin, uh, Bill Connolly uh, are some out there. I mean, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I post my weekly power ratings. Those are okay. Uh, so is there a site like Kempom? No. Part, part of me, me doesn't want a site like that for, for uh, football. Yeah, you know yeah, what? It's, I mean, it's a cheat sheet for everybody. Now, if you know the weaknesses of it, then, then you could probably profit it off of that. You probably would profit off of it uh, if something became that so market dominant uh, and you knew the weaknesses, you could probably take advantage of it for a couple of years. But then after that, then the value would be gone. Uh, no, that's, so- a, that's a great point. One, one, I don't – the game itself, football, and the limited amount of samples I think makes it uh, – yeah. I mean, the more variables. Makes it harder in general than a game like basketball. But you nailed it where – the second Kempom created, maybe there was this little window, but college basketball betting became just not not as soft as it used to be. I mean, I mean we're talking even within a very short period of time um, that I, I agree. You're, there was a uh, there was instantly a barometer for sites to use that was much better than anything that had ever been created. Um, and and you've seen it with some some people in the space that used to be very dominant at college basketball that it's gotten a lot harder. Um, yeah. so that's not well, a- I mean, the availability of people betting in. They know, Hey, Ken Palm drives the market. It's not the market, but it drives the market and people, Hey, I'm okay. Bet my hundred bucks on an overnight at 6 PM on the yeah, night before yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and move the market. And then you're going to try to beat that market, uh, on a game day. I don't care how sharp you are. It's tough. It's uh, tough. So- and as, uh, the, the, the second, the one thing I would say is like, 
there was a time, I don't know, Bill Connolly, we could, you know, he, he was really in it for a few years. It seems like he, his S&P plus number, which was, um, and I don't know, I don't know why I've endeavored, I'm sure there's some people more technical than I have that could kind of speak to it, but it used to be much more of a market indicator than it is today where I agree. Uh, I'm not going to say it's not relevant. It's just um, in terms of like what we're, we do on a show, whether you want to beat a market, beat a number in that. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much it still has, how much juice it still has in terms of uh, any influence in that. So, and I, I don't know exactly why, but it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, it, you know, even three, four years ago, I think there's, there's some people that like bat off of S and P plus or lead it now. Oh, not yeah, there was. Yeah. Not, no, I'm not saying it was me, but I know a lot of guys that were, uh, I'll tackle that. And again, this is not a knock on Bill Connolly, the person, or I don't know him any, or anything like that. I, anytime I make a comment, everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you. You're getting after Bill like that. It's not like that. The reality is what you said. It's not as good as when he was doing those team previews yeah. four or yeah. five years ago. And, and it, Hey, look, I don't care how much money you have, how much, you know, how smart you are. We're all constrained by 24 hours in a day. And what it appears on the outside is he like he likes soccer and he's writing and doing a lot of soccer stuff that he wasn't when he was working at what SB Nation. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I think some of that's been some of his time's been taken away from that. He works for ESPN now. I'm sure that there's some things he's got to do there that he probably weren't on his plate at an organization like SB Nation. Uh, he just came out with his. I'll tell you one thing that drives an offseason market is his returning production. And again, this isn't a knock on him. It's just not accurate. I've done hey, my own. I was, I, that, I was literally, that was coming oh, out of my mouth. Is even that. Start, start charts, uh, rosters, uh, stat packs from last year that I went through. Uh, so there's some teams that are off significantly. And he just released this article, what, last week? Yeah. I mean, there's teams that are like, he's got ranked like would be 100th or something in returning production. I think they're top 10 from going over their spring roster. It's just not accurate. And you can't bet off of it. I'm just. I'm being honest. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's kind of scraping some stuff that used to be again. And, and I, again, as you're saying there, with what you're doing, returning production used to be, uh, you know, a lot easier than it is now. Now, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Now you really got to dig to put it together with all the portals in and out and stuff and what's coming in. So, uh, well, obviously, it's not the portals. We're still dealing with COVID. I mean, yeah, you think, oh, yeah, this yeah. guy was a fifth year guy. He can't come back. Yeah, he can't come back. <laughs> and again, the NCAA has nothing to say. Give him the waiver. <laughs> yeah, so he gets everybody gets a waiver now. So uh, you just it's a lot of legwork. So it's taken. I've worked on it for six weeks, and literally to the point where if I'm not sure about a guy and I don't have the roster in front of me, it's not updated. I've literally gone to their social media to see if they can give me any context clues, whether they're you know in winter conditioning or not. That's what it, you have to do with some of these. And if you're just scraping, like you said, Dad, and I've seen some of the back, uh, the back end stuff on some of these. Uh, I know one guy; he has a really good back end, but I've had to send him like 300 guys that that he didn't have. And I'm not talking one a guy that played five snaps right, right. on senior day. I'm talking guys on the depth chart that weren't there. Two, three guys a team. So be careful with that. Now, when Bill updates them after the spring in May, then they'll be much more accurate. But be careful with those stuff that he just released on February. Let's get back to the chat. I couldn't believe we're going to go an hour, maybe even a little bit longer today. I can't believe this. Uh, Tom, any oh, college basketball futures already placed or I ain't going forward. Have you made a college basketball future bet? 
I have you're it's funny. People ask me, Tom, you must not uh yeah, I said I have I don't have any honestly, and this is not to we're really, you know, we're we're deep diving today. In the macro, I, I think that's one of the worst uses of uh your capital portfolio is building a, a college basketball futures portfolio. It, it is so high variance in the tournament that I, I really don't think you see that pay off in a lot of in a lot of instances. So no, I have been betting. I'm not. I don't watch, but I have been betting college basketball uh, for some people regularly. So been in the market, but um, no, I, I just and that's not. I think there's so many better uses of your whatever liquidity you have in terms of futures than than college basketball. I think I, I just think it's one of that's my opinion. Some other people might enjoy. I know people like you know March Madness having a nice ticket, but um, I, I just really don't think that pays off in terms of the the time and the wood you have to put into it, even to get a to manageable portfolio. And obviously, mechanically speaking, I mean your money line, part you know rolling it over. Yeah, that's the uh, always yeah, yeah. going to pay out more. And tying that in with college football, probably the, you know with the, having to win three games now. Uh, yeah. Do you want to bet Georgia four to one, five to one, six to one right now? Have your money tied up when all you got to do is. Bet them each round of the playoffs, and you're probably going to get better payoff than that. So I haven't been wild about betting uh, college football futures. I haven't taken a, a single. I agree. I saw a friend of the sh- friend of the show now, Colin Wilson, bet some Georgia. Um, I haven't price? five to one. Yeah, I think it was five to one. Um, I, I, that, yeah, nothing else really. Go look at the when you know three three games. What what wouldn't that pay out more? I could just do it right now and not even know right, what the right right. You know, I'm with you because it's not, you know, like, and even some of the, you know, teams that you might like, may, maybe a make the playoff. I'm um, when speed when those come out, which I assume they will. Oh, might I, have that's been, the market. Yeah, that I'm yeah, anticipating. Some, Hopefully, like, that's expansive. Includes group of five schools. Make and make or not make the playoff. That is going to be the market you take advantage of. Yeah, I'm with again. You like we'll use a team like Missouri, who a lot coming back, invested a lot in the program. I think there was some hundred when we first did the end of the year show. It was like a hundred to one. It's been bet down, and I get. I got a Missouri fan, one of my good buddies. I bet with. Could I see them making the playoff? You know, having a year it all comes together. Sure. Then to win three more games versus, uh, you know, you know, upper echelon teams, and you know, to to then get it. It's like, what what when do you? I don't know. What number do you need to even make that? And like. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, I think for for the majority of teams now, um, to, to to even bet those prices. So I'm I'm with you there. That uh, I think there'll be better markets to use then. And we even said this during the 14. For the most part, yeah. national championship market wasn't a great value. So um, no, I'm with you. I, I don't. I just don't see it in terms of uh, you know why you'd want to to place a lot of uh, wagers on, on on the futures market there. Jimmy in the chat. How about Rutgers? I love this. We are deep diving. I, I love our audience. Rutgers thoughts. And I, I don't think that, that's not up at FanDuel, is it, Rutgers, because of the New Jersey stuff? Uh, kept most of their key players, have a very favorable schedule. I think that's the biggest takeaway. They do not play any of the big boys in the Big Ten. Unbelievable favorable schedule for Rutgers. Uh, thoughts? I think it's another bowl season for them, which, I, which should be considered a very successful season uh, for Rutgers. Uh, I think Shiano's doing a good job. Three of the last four recruiting classes have been in the top 40. Uh, he's He's got them. I mean, I know you're not winning as many games as what you were in the Big East, uh, but I think when you're getting the ball eligibility in that Big Ten, uh, 
that's about as good as it gets for Rutgers football at this point. So he's doing a great job. And I think this year they're capable of reaching that. Uh, although we'll see quarterback Kaliak Manis is there. Yeah, uh, I, uh, we can't throw it. I thought the the point of bringing in a transfer quarterback to help win sat out was get a guy who could throw the football. Kaliak Manis can't throw. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with, I did not like that whatsoever. <laughs> I agree. With, he's almost like, I'm not going to say he's totally maxed it out, but I don't know what, like, especially in the new Big Ten, where you, I mean, you might get a subject. Like, what, what's as good as it gets? Like you said, six or seven wins. Um, Maybe eight. I right, mean, right. Eight, eight where you throw a parade, eight, you know. Like, but that's it. That's what, I mean, that's the new, in these mega conferences, if you're a, a bottom half team, that that's your, I, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like draconian here, but that's kind of your uh, pinnacle is, is to, you know, like an eight and four season. Um, that's why I hope they keep the bulls yeah, uh, for, yeah. for programs yeah. like that. It's very important for programs like that. Other than that, I mean, what the, it's going to get to the point where what's the point, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, get my head kicked in. I mean, it's oof. Wade in the chat thoughts in the big 10 newcomers, win totals, anything stick out. Oh, uh, you know what? I didn't bet any of them. Oh, oh yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I, I that one moved though, so we won't talk about that one. Uh, I bet that on the Chip Kelly news. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say. I know there's one that uh, moved a full win that uh, would have liked. There was three only- of them that moved a win, so everyone's gonna blame me for this stuff. Hey, I didn't bet Iowa over that moved a full win. I didn't bet Oklahoma over that moved from six and a half to seven and a half. You probably thought I did. I didn't get to it. It was already gone by the time I got around to it. Uh, Nebraska moved a full win. Uh, I didn't bet any of them, so it's, I'm not the only one betting this shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I agree. I thought that that was the best bet on the board was the UCLA under six and a half when it was there. Um, yeah, but that one I did bet. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Then <laughs> I think that was that of of the new Big Ten of the Big Ten in general. I think that was uh, was kind of the bit. I mean, not, it was going to kind of be a long year for UCLA to begin with, and now to to lose your your head coach, um, lose your quarterback, lose a lot of talent on defense, lose your DC, now come in and have to play at LSU. At LSU, LSU non-conference. At Penn State, you know, USC, um, which I, again, even, I, I don't, I don't know. I I, I could see I it could being. See four and eight. I, I was going to say, I was going to say, I could see a four and eight. I could see, like, even against, you know, these, these, Nebraska or uh, Minnesota, Nebraska, Rutgers, Iowa, which aren't the elite teams. Like, I mean, no you're going to go there. You're going to go at Nebraska in November. You're going to go, um, you know, like at Rutgers. Like these are games that UCLA, the program culture for a while, um, you could have seen them losing. Like those are all toss up games in my mind, even yes, though they might they be are. your favorite that like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't love traveling all the way over to play, you know, a physical big 10 old West team and, and Wanda. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I'm not going to lie in terms of, uh, UCLA's outlook this year and, and, and going forward. What is this? Oh, we got, I didn't know we even had that graphic. Uh, I I'm, this is, this is how t- <laughs> like I, I thought we were getting bombed or something like it was like World War Three or something. <laughs> the o- Iowa State OC to be not even a, a that's not it's not even like a real pass game specialist yeah. in the NFL. 
Wow, Shieldhouse. Look, I mean, all these kids have already played. I remember when he played. I know. I, that, uh, yeah, that, it's that's going by yeah, so quick, a, man. I'm way older than him. Well, there's another example of what we we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if you got the choice, I don't know. We said this. If you have the choice, how are you not jumping in the NFL? I mean, Harbaugh took Notre Dame's safeties coach, and Notre Dame was going to pay more. He's like, nah, I want to coach in the NFL. Don't blame him. I, I would rather coach in the NFL too, and I'm a college guy. Uh, so we're going to see more and more of that. Kudos. Thumbs up. Any of these guys jump in the NFL, I give two thumbs up because I would too. Uh, generally speaking, I'm all for the players getting paid. But can you imagine you're going to recruit a kid that you possibly like say it's a quarterback? He could be making more than you, some punk ass 17-year-old kid. <laughs> You've been you busted your ass for 10, 15 years. You moved your fan, your young family three, four times across the country already. And you've you've actually you you're one of the better position coaches in the country. And this punk ass 17-year-old kid's demanding more money from you. What the fuck? No way. And not for me. <laughs> I mean, I got a little bit of ego in that regard. Wouldn't you? How would you feel doing that? Yeah, I I no, I'm I'm with you. I, I think uh there there's and just the fact that you you have to you have to keep recruiting them in general and keep you know keeping these guys on the wagon not enough now to you know be recruiting the 15 16 17 year old kids but trying to keep your own roster together and then so yeah it's a uh, it is it is a job not for not for the weary anymore uh in terms of that, especially as you're saying the lower level position guys or any of that stuff that uh that aren't making the you know it's easy to do it when you're making 10 million when you're making you know 300,000 or something that uh in living in a high cost of living area then uh that's it's 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 a tough job i'll give kudos to zach i don't get like shook up very much anymore but that like was like i didn't know you know how it comes across your phone like it's an amber yeah, alert yeah. or it's like a tornado warning i thought that Streamyard yard maybe had a feature like that for like some like war that's starting <laughs> or something so i don't know that was nuts Kudos for you, Zach, for that. That was so unexpected. Have you ever seen that before? No, that's what I was going to say. He's breaking the six weeks off season, and now Zach Phillips has got the new grad. You know, he, he was he was working himself. Yeah, he uh, was, you know, was working his craft. I, yeah. I don't use producer extraordinaire for nothing. I don't use the, that term lightly. Kudos for that, because I was like, what the hell is going on here? Trevor in the chat, what do you guys think about Avery Johnson in Kansas State? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, and this kind of ties in with Ohio State why I'm not so like, oh, Ohio State national champ, because is Kansas State crying uh, with Will Howard leaving? Or, oh, he left for Ohio State? No, because they got their guy, Avery Johnson. All he has to do is develop a little bit better as a passer, and they got as talented of a quarterback as they've had probably since I'm dating myself here. Roberson, probably 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, the kid, uh, I got to think of the kid, number seven on the 98 team. I can't think of it. Somebody in the chat get that. Uh, starts with a B, I think. I that's the time they haven't had the generational type talent at quarterback uh, for Kansas State. So I am high on Kansas State again, one of the favorites in the Big Twelve. They're, what their win total is nine and a half. I'm okay with it. That's it sounds high in the Big Twelve. Uh, Nailed it, Zach Bigelow. Yep. There you go, uh, Trevor. Michael Bishop. Yeah, I knew it started with a B. Michael Bishop, one of the best. You want to watch YouTube highlights? One of my favorite players in the '90s. I, can't believe I couldn't think of that off the top of my head. Trevor in the chat. I was th okay. We hit that. Uh, OC just hired. And they they just lost another coach too. Uh, that's a team that does not got a lot going to be really high in returning production off a you know 
obviously overachieved considerably last year, considering what was going on off the field of the gambling stuff there. Uh, our buddy doesn't handle expectations too well, uh, Matt Campbell. So that might be a team as we get closer to the season, I, I kind of want to fade. Expectations are going to be too high. Charles in the chat, speaking of the NFL draft, do you guys have anything for it? Have you bet anything yet? No, honestly. Um, well, seen one, I would like an over-under on McCarthy. I want to bet under, meaning he's going to go earlier than expected. It, really, the only thing out there for in is like the, the number one pick still. So there's just not many markets out there. Um, I took a flyer on a little bit of Drake May at one point, but I don't think that's good. Uh, I, I just think no. it's going to be Caleb Williams one overall, uh, whether it be Commanders or Bears, whoever in that. But, um, yeah, I, there's just – Nothing out there to, to, to be, yeah, you know, we'll see some more markets open up, but right now uh, places have gotten a little bit more uh, cautious with that, uh, unfortunately. In yeah, here. another market that was a uh, nice five-figure day, at yeah. least, even yeah. for guys that don't bet that much. Right. Uh, and I I know a lot of guys that was a six-figure type of event, Uh no longer probably going to be the case. Agreed. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, RBB 14 in the chat. Thoughts on the Indiana hire and portal additions? Yep, like the hire, uh, to say the least. A little bit surprising that they were able to, to jump on a guy like that from James Madison. Speaking of James Madison, he basically pulled all his best players from James Madison. I can, Last I counted, nine starters from JMU. Now, how are they going to play in the Big Ten, uh, especially a tougher Big Ten? We'll see. I will say – Whoever put out the mods for FanDuel, pretty optimistic about Indiana putting that at five and a half. Uh, they're pretty big fans uh, of Signetti. I'm a big fan of Signetti, but if you're catching my drift, maybe not as big of a fan as that. Uh, if you catch that one, so uh, if you want win total bets, you're gonna have to pay attention. That was one I made. Uh, did you bet that one or no? You haven't bet any, have you? You know what? I I I would lean that way as well. Um, I think the, the, the at least if you're Indiana, they're again. This is a very Rucker situation where they they definitely spent some. I mean, they they kept a few like they were trying to. A Michigan I know was one trying to poach uh, one of the wide receivers off the roster. A couple other teams were coming in. They spent some money to keep some of their guys and and bring over the you know the James Madison crew. Now they've got a relative from Ohio at quarterback. That's a good yep. addition. Yep, they've got a. I mean. There's a that shot. Is. I'm not saying like I'm not saying it happened, but there's a shot to start four and oh, five and oh in this is again they have to go, but FIU Western Illinois Charlotte is uh a pretty friendly non-con, and then they got you know UCLA, Maryland, Northwestern. So um they're pretty backloaded with the schedule, but if, if things go right there for Signetti in year one, I could see them potentially I wouldn't again bet the over. I could see potentially going to bowl eligibility. Rick in the chat, first win total jumped out to me was Iowa juice seven and a half. Uh, it was six and a half. I did not bet it. Uh, that's already moved to win. I don't know, man. Iowa, um, no, uh, where are you at? They've been so fortunate, man. I mean, they, they shouldn't have won 10 games last year. I, I think the defense is going to be terrific. Uh, that's one where Connolly's numbers are off on the returning production. Defense is way higher than what he has it. Uh, so they'll be elite there. I don't like the – Lester, they bring in as an OC. It can't be any worse there, but I don't know. I don't know if the ball is going to bounce their way again. The, the there's no longer the Big Ten West, so uh, you, you, I mean, mm, no, I don't like seven and a half. In fact, I probably lean under. 
Yeah, no, and listen, I'd say, and I know it's juiced over. I, I listen. <laughs> if somebody somebody gave me something starting with an eight, uh, I would I would appreciate that very much here at some point in the the season there because that yeah, would be. I'm waiting. Um, on that. I'm waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what comes out elsewhere if uh, the markets are that bullish on Iowa. I agree with you. I I mean, we can call like they there was like the, the last year was the run good year of all time like of all time in terms of like that that team winning 10 wins there was that stat where like no team that finished dead last in uh offensive production had won more than like four games in the last 15 years and they went 10, 10 yeah 10 and <laughs> what what changed it like you can say Cade McNamara was you know should be healthy again should, I mean the guy's been hurt his whole college career and like <laughs> hired uh you know another core like they haven't brought in any of this like you know spectacular offensive talent so um Proctor a tackle should help him that offensive should, line was hurt good. i agree that they was gotta nice. knock some weight off him he's too fat i mean michigan handled him uh and that whole alabama offensive line but uh not there yet i mean the bet that was to make over was six and a half again i didn't bet that some, some other people were betting it uh there uh i agree with you uh, I'm waiting to see if an eight pops under for me. Mike, in the chat, longtime follower, the friend of the program. Uncle K and Grandpa Brad. I like that. I've been called that. Uh, why is Oklahoma over seven and a half the lock of the year? It was six and a half. That yeah. was one I sent to you. Uh, yeah, that was, I, really, I didn't get down though on that. That was bet. I don't like over seven and a half. I don't think that's yeah. a lot. Do you think that's a slam dunk lock? I don't No, That's, and I know Mikey V, uh, you know, uh, the sooner through and through. Um, I agree. I like the six and a half. I don't like the seven and a half. Uh, no. A full win is, um, it's a lot. Seven and a half is about right. Yeah. That seems low, but have you looked at the schedule? Uh, yeah, it's, there's no more Iowa States and, TCUs and stuff. I mean, you got them replaced with Tennessee, Auburn, uh, Texas is still there at Ole Miss, at LSU, Alabama, Alabama, and at LSU to close. Ooh, tough. Yep. I I know they won't celebrate it, but I think eight and four would be a really good first season for them with Venables in the SEC. Agreed. Christ of Harper again. Utah nine and a half. Kansas eight and a half. I haven't bet those two. Uh, sounds about right. Kansas also in the mix there. I mean. I, I need I need to watch Big 12 spring games because the the gap between like the 10 teams at the top of the league is very slim. I need more information to distinguish. I, I think that's the one we'll be talking in the summer that you take a fly. This is the future bet I would make. That would be the one conference where I wouldn't be afraid to take a team that, you know, is slated for 10th uh, in the standings. The, the bet I'm 60, 70, 80 to 1. To win the conference, I think it's the 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 margin of error in that conference is very tight. So uh, I did not bet that one. Uh, I did bet a few in that conference, but Utah seemed right at nine and a half. We'll see how if he's healthy. Rising again, I want to see the spring. Kansas loses their offensive coordinator. Uh, we'll see how healthy their quarterback is. They don't have Bean to fall back on anymore. So again, I, I, I give me give me a couple months, guys, and then. Uh, I'll be happy to give you every single freaking 100 win total bets. Uh, Ryan in the chat, Michigan State over five and a half. I do like the hires. Uh, five and a half is pretty optimistic. What do you think? I, yeah, that's where I would like. I, I again love the hires. Um, think they're putting money in the program. It's just, I think they're going to need a year to kind of like get it together. And I know he brought over a couple pieces from Oregon State. Uh, Childs, the quarterback in that. Yeah, I like which, Childs. I like Belling at tight end. 
Yeah, yeah. And so it'll be it won't it shouldn't be this massive transition cost, but the end of the Tucker era, um the roster was looking pretty rough. And you could see it in that Michigan. Anytime they went up against a, a upper tier opponent last year, they got like destroyed. Um and <laughs> yeah. so and and that I don't think that was a total schematic. It was like they just didn't have the player. So I, I think he needs a year to collect. Now it's not they didn't get the hardest draw, but um well, I, I, I still got the Buckeyes, Oregon, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't. I, yeah, and five and that much be- They're not that much slam dunk better than the Indiana's, the Iowa's, the Illinois, the Purdue's, the Rutgers of the world. I, I bet under. That was a bet I made. I bet under, and I love Jonathan Smith. Yeah, I just I think the increased strength of schedule hurts teams like this. Uh, they, they he needs a couple recruiting classes and a couple years to get that roster better because. Uh, You'll you'll wear down in November if you're not right with the, with these schedules getting a little bit tougher. Uh, yep, I agree. And those are the teams that hurts the Michigan State's Iowa's of the world. Charles in the chat, Clemson over nine and a half. Uh, I didn't make that bet. I do think people are sleeping on them a little bit, but I, I'll tell you a couple worries. Klubnik, I've never seen really the light bulb go on on him, and I, the light bulb clearly hasn't gone on for their head coach Dabble. You got to hit the portal, bud. Uh, zero transfer portal additions. You're playing with one hand tied behind your back. I mean, come on. I'm not saying you got to go portal heavy and go 15 guys every year, but you you got to fill your roster holes, especially like coming out of spring, three, four guys, go and grab them. Uh, he's not going to commit to that. They can be a playoff contending team. They could be maybe even the best team in the ACC this year with Florida State probably coming back. But are they capable of winning a national championship? Nope. Not until he embraces the portal. I'm totally with like I'm 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 out on I'm out on the Dabo train like maybe I mean maybe the things will change but like I'm I'm just I'm off the the Dabo bandwagon uh in terms of believing Clemson can turn unless he makes significant change I don't see it I don't think he's of that mindset and I don't know I I don't say I think it could get I don't want to say ugly but just like at some point I don't know I, I, there. He they're real lucky that the ACC a lot of the ACC yes. is in bad shape and they can still take advantage of that because if they, if they took the money uh, and went over to the SEC or something, they, they'd be in a for a rude awakening if they played real teams. So uh, well, speaking of that, they play a real team in the opener, and there's a reason why they're just to put in perspective. You don't believe us? They're a double digit underdog week one. They played Georgia Bulldogs. I laid the points in that game. Uh, that that. And, and I think Clemson could be the best team in the ACC this year, but the, that gap is just only getting wider. you got to embrace the portal. Spammy Sosa, this will be one of the last ones. Uh, are we going back to the well with Diego, Bobby, and Jerry Kill <laughs> and Vandy this year? <laughs> I love the chat. I have not bad that one of you. I have not. No one half. harder on Van, Vanderbilt. Like, they, it doesn't get talked about enough. They were, like, the worst team. I got ATL. Like, Worst team relative to expectations last year um, in terms of like, but I mean, they've got all corn Georgia state and ball state on the docket this year. And then if uh, you know, you can steal any sec game, I don't know which one you're going to, they got hammered in terms of this sec schedule though. Um, you got hammered in the portal too. Yeah. You bring yeah. Diego Pavia, but I mean, yeah. See how many guys left everybody that had a pulse last year left. 
I, I listen like they're they I don't see I don't think they they have any shot to win in that like legitimate SEC game so it's uh, maybe South Carolina at home but even then um so you you basically got to sweep your your lower tier non-con um so no I wouldn't be I, I listen nobody loves me uh some some Pavia and kill but uh yeah I I I'm not I'm not partaking in that one best actual advice uh the team that they left that will be a, a big time sell team for old Brad Powers. Uh, do not like the hire. Do not like what's left on that roster. Uh, I'm talking and a team off a historically great season in New Mexico State. A uh, couple more. Uh, these weren't starting the chat, but uh, you want to go head to head? Texas, Michigan, two and a half at the FanDuel? No. That, that, that's at Michigan, right? <laughs> yeah, it's at Michigan. I think yeah, it's week two. Me, go head to head. Points, baby. Give me the All right, points. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Michigan, Texas. I'll, Sark. No, he's not coming in Ann Arbor uh, and uh, and then getting it done. Jackie Tuttle, Jackie Tuttle starts his Heisman uh, campaign with a win over you know, Quinn Ewers. Love it. Head to head. Mark that. I know it's early, Zach, but I'll mark that down. Uh, yeah, I'll lay the two and a half. Another game that'll probably close. Yeah, let's take two and a half when it's going to be three and a half or more. Sure. <laughs> Fun. Uh, Ryan in the chat, Baylor under five and a half. Yes, that is that is a bet I made. I think uh, dead man walking for Aranda th- this year, uh, even with DeQuan Finn from Toledo quarterback. Uh, yeah, I I know the Big Twelve is wide open, but I, I don't like that team. Harry in the chat, Notre Dame's made some good moves. Will do well in this environment. Uh, they won't be negatively affected by the portal like most teams. I mean, they had some guys leave, but uh, they picked up some good guys. And I think most importantly for the Irish, uh, they locked up two coordinators. So this is. We were kind of getting at how do you make your job easier on your head coach is hire somebody to run the offense. They did that. Mike Denbrock coming over from LSU, hire a guy that can handle the defense, obviously uh, Al Golden, and just be the CEO. Go out and recruit, do your thing, and you don't have to you, – you're not involved in the X's and O's meetings. Have the two guys, two really good coordinator hires, pay them really good money. They locked them up, I think, to four-year, $9 million contracts apiece. So Notre Dame's spending some money. I, I said this. Remember, we did a national championship show. I said, I'm, I'm getting some good vibes about this damn program for the first time in three decades. Uh, will they win the title this year? No. Will they win it in my lifetime? Probably not. No. But <laughs> they're spending money finally. They haven't, believe it or not, for a long time. They've hoarded it. Uh, you know, like, I mean, it's probably appropriate that their uh, uh, mascot's a leprechaun, you know, holding the gold and stuff like that. Now they are actually freaking spending it. So I'm, I'm a little bit happier when it comes to the Irish. Uh, that win total's not out yet. I'm anxious to see what that opens because I think I'm going to be betting the over. Very yeah, favorable schedule. I for agree. Them. They've been especially if they beat A and M. They beat A and M. That's their toughest game in Week One, which is possible. Elko's first game. Go look at that schedule. Give me the loss. Give me the game that they'll be an underdog in. There won't be one. No, I'm with you. They've they've uh, they've gotten their business uh, you know down pretty well here. Uh, okay, after after that OC. The hiring disaster of not paying up for uh, the Utah OC and like the, the last few years, last few quarterback cycles of transfer portal, they've uh, they've gotten their business done pretty well. Where's that, at? Brent? In the chat, where's that at? Nine and a half over minus one forty four. Is that FanDuel? Uh, let's see here. I it does look like the independent dropped at the uh, at the bottom there. All right. Well, we're going to end the show, folks. Uh, <laughs> so that'll do it. <laughs> if you, I mean, if please do not move that. <laughs> so uh, 
that's what I'll be doing here in the next uh, two minutes. So I'll, unless you got any closing thoughts, I thought it was, uh, we went longer than I thought. I thought we'd go a half hour. Hell, we went 70 minutes. Uh, I'll tell you, that, that'll do it. I don't know when we'll be back. We'll do probably a couple shows uh, before we start doing them weekly. I think I was telling Zach before the show, when you're fashionably late, I was thinking, ah, we won't start doing them every single week until probably April when we'll have spring games, portal, and then, uh, you know, more books opening up, win totals. We'll have week one lines up probably in May. So we'll probably start doing every single week. We'll commit to it sometime in April. But before then, we'll do a show or two. Uh, we'll see who else opens up some stuff, and uh, we'll get you guys covered. Good questions. It's always you guys drive the, the discussion. You ask good questions, we'll try to give good answers. Any closing thoughts, man? No, oh, I think uh, I agree. It was good to uh, get back into it, get the juices flowing a little bit, and uh, get into the spring here. All right. For the man, the myth, the legend himself, Joey Knish, producer extraordinaire, Zach Phillips. I am merely Brad Powers. And keep in mind, guys, hit the books. Brought to you. I didn't even pay the bills. You want to talk about a guy that's out of touch? We're brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sportsbook for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash hit the books, or you can hit the link in the description. If you sign up through this page, it does help support the show. Thanks for supporting the show. That'll do it, guys. We'll talk to you guys in the future. Take care.